I'm not the kind of girl you see on TV Won't even find me only in the streets Oh honey, I will love you to the end Be your best friend Classy lady, can't you see? Tweet a tweet a dab a tweetin' daddy Show people to tweet dab a tweetin' today I will love you to the end Be your best friend Classy lady, can't you see? Do it up a tweetin' doo-doo But tweet day Do it up a tweetin' doo-doo But tweet day Do it up a tweetin' Thank you all for tuning in to Introducing Sasha Frank, the series. And we're at episode 18. So, of course, we have a little recap of last week's episode. Don't sweat the small stuff. Because when we carry, you know, the burdens of other people and what they're projecting onto us... It just causes us to not be able to function the way that we're supposed to. And and it causes a lot of health effects. It causes trauma to our body. It just sends different adrenaline rushes and, you know, the fight and flee. What is it called? The whatever that mechanism to to um, combat what's happening in our body. And so um, we just don't want to have our body going through chaos just from someone else's chaos in their own life. We just can't take on what they're going through and put that within us because, um, you know, we're just not meant to sweat the small stuff because it's, it's small stuff. There's something far bigger and better and worth fighting for that we should focus on. So as for today... Of course, you don't sweat the small stuff, but you also don't stay for the sake of money. I know, for instance, um, one position that I had was also a receptionist role. And um, I, it was, you know, I wasn't really in a box this time around. Um, It wasn't like I was on display or anything. But um, one thing that I can say is, you know, everything was going good at that job and, you know, the calls were rolling in. It wasn't busy, busy, but it was busier than the other job. And, um, you know, I was able to work the the little phone lines and I was able to chat with the people. And of course, I got some um, individuals calling saying, oh, you messed up the transfer. But, you know, <laughs> it happens. But thankfully, they were gracious enough. But the point that I'm getting to is. Everything was going good, and I stayed there for about maybe two days. And on that second day, after work, I ended up um, having to go to the, or not after work, but after lunch, probably about two hours afterwards, I ended up having to go to the bathroom. And so I called um, an individual, the HR rep, and I told them, you know, I have to go to the bathroom, you know, um, can someone cover me? And he goes oh, I'm so sorry, we have no one to cover you. And I didn't really know what to do in that uh, moment because here I was, I wanted to do something good for the company and, you know, have like a good 
track record for my agency um, so I can get other jobs and stuff. But I was in a predicament where, you know, I really had to go to the bathroom and they couldn't send anybody. And I was confused and I just kind of said, okay, but I, I had like a question, unsure um, question mark on my face. I just didn't really know how to move forward in that. And that's actually illegal, first of all. But um, I I stayed there and thankfully um, I only had probably like 45 minutes before I had to go to um, go home and I was done with my shift. But thankfully somebody ended up coming, not someone that he sent but it was a random person who worked there who came and checked up on me and basically wanted to see how it was doing and so um, I was able to tell her oh well you know I actually have to go to the bathroom do you mind you know covering me for a moment and um, I go to the bathroom and she agreed to it thankfully because I didn't have to call my agency which I probably still should have Um, but you know things worked out it worked itself out Um, you know, if I was in the shoes of the HR rep, I probably would have just taken the time to actually go down there myself. Um, that would be the right thing to do. Um, otherwise, you know, you just, I don't know, you just want to make sure that everybody is comfortable on both ends. And, um, that is a health issue. And like, just think if like, I really couldn't hold it and, you know, something happened or I had a health issue and I had to be rushed to the hospital. Who knows? Like whatever the case is. Um, but, you know, they should have definitely been more um, helpful on their end. But I'm thankful that somebody ended up stepping in randomly. Of course, God, I'm sure, sent them and um, <laughs> and allowed them to come my way so that I could go to the bathroom. And um I can say one other place that I worked at, um, it wasn't the same situation. It was actually an admin position and I kind of had to like input different data into their system. And, you know, one of the girls, the lady, she was, she was training me, but she was being like super, super rude. And she just was saying different demeaning things and saying how how much she wished that her daughter was able to get this position because she wanted her to have the position. And her daughter was having such a hard time um, with everything, with life. And, you know, she had children and all this stuff and just giving me this long list of things that had nothing to do with me, which I felt sorry and you know, I, I hope that she was able to get the job. And by all means, I wish she could have had my job. But that was the job that I was given at that time. And it wasn't like a long term job. It was just um, that short amount of time. And so she just continued to ramble on and say just different demeaning things. I don't remember exactly because it's been so long. And, um, you know, of course, at the beginning, I was allowing it to just roll off my back. Um, and I just, you know, didn't allow it to affect me, but, you know, she just continued to, to say different things. And, you know, as the day continued to to go on, I just, I didn't really want to be there. And I actually was almost in tears and I don't even remember what she said, like I said, but 
it had to be something really, really bad. And so I excused myself and I ended up going to the bathroom or like the break room. And I ended up calling the agency and I let them know what had happened. And, um, you know, they actually told me that they were really, really sorry. I was actually really scared to tell them because I didn't really know what they would think of me. And like if that would cause me to not get jobs in the future and um, all of that stuff. But they actually apologized and they mentioned that she's had like a track record of doing that to some of the different people that they've sent over there. So um, it was good to know that. But I also wish that that information was disclosed at the beginning. Um, but what ended up happened was. What ended up happening was, you know, they told me to go back in there just to grab my things and um, to leave. And I asked, I was like, am I supposed to leave? I still have like an hour left. And and so um, she was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll call them. Um, you can, you know, you can finish your shift now and you can go ahead and just leave. And so basically the moral of the story um, and looking back on it all like sometimes, you know, it is small stuff. Sometimes you can't, you know, and don't want to sweat the small things, but sometimes there are bigger issues and um, bigger issues that you shouldn't stay in a place that's, you know, being demeaning to you or are causing you to feel uneasy and not just uncomfortable because you don't feel comfortable, but uncomfortable because they're, you know, um, saying things that are demeaning to you or they're doing things or um, whatever the case is, um, you have to kind of use your own discernment. But I just know for me, that was just a situation that I have never been in before. And um, I didn't really know what to do um, with this situation and as well as the one as the receptionist. And, um, you know, of course, I didn't want to say too much because of course I wanted to have a job and I was happy to be consistent but at the same time like I know that from the beginning when I was first getting jobs God is the only one that got me those jobs and he was going to be the one to continue to get me jobs and I wasn't to just look to money because um, you can have money and spend it in a day but something as big as that or even bigger that can traumatize you for life. And that's almost a form of, uh, what is it called? Um, a form of abuse in a sense. And, you know, if you take that, then, you know, little by little, they inch in other things that they can see that you accept. And, you know, things just start to go out of hand and, you know, spring out of control. And all of a sudden, here you are accepting things that you never thought that you would have. And it's not just in your working environment, but you begin to accept it in, you know, other environments like relationships or, you know, friendships. And you begin to accept things that you normally wouldn't have and that you never should accept. Um, so use discernment because you don't want this to affect um, your livelihood of today and better yet of tomorrow think of some situations where you could have you know spoke up about it and 
you didn't because you were afraid of um, how you might look or how, you know, um, your money might look after saying something. And of course, you have to use wisdom on how you say it. And of course, discernment of when you should say it. And of course, you talk to people in private and you let them know like, you know, that's not okay. Um, you know, I'm here just to do a job and I understand that your daughter is having a hard time and you wish that she had the job that I have, but this is the job that I'm having for this moment. And I hope that everything works out for her. And I know that everything will, um, because she has a mother who loves her so much and, you know, is fighting for her and, and all of that stuff. And, um, I just don't really find it pleasing to hear and to be demeaned in, um, a job that, you know, I've been set and called to do in this moment and also place yourself in my shoes or even better yet, place yourself in the shoes of your daughter. Would you want somebody to be just like you and do the same thing that you're doing to me, to your daughter? What if somebody was also a mother or a father or a parent, whatever they are, and what if they're telling your daughter the same exact things that you're telling me? Would you be okay with it? Or would you you know, want to step up and say something on behalf of your daughter. So you have to treat each and every person, each and every individual, regardless of if you like them or you don't, with respect, because you want respect for yourself and you also want respect for your daughter. You know, you want people to respect your daughter whenever she begins working wherever she's supposed to go. Um, so think about those things and and always place yourself in other people's shoes and, you know, don't just look at a one-sided point of view. Look at, look at it from, you know, a bird's eye, you know, where you're able to see both sides of the coin and um, understand both sides of the situation. So I hope you guys learned today and that you're able to implement some of this and, um, and that you're able to speak up and and not just stay in a place just for the sake of money, because money will is temporary. That leaves, you know, in a matter of seconds sometimes. But the trauma and the abuse and the mindset and whatever else you're going through, that can stay with you for forever sometimes. And you have to work through it to be able to um, remove that from um, who you are so you can heal in those areas. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you have any ideas or topic discussions that you want to be covered, let me know. Um, I am more than willing to cover them. And I hope to hear from you soon. Stay tuned.